I'd like to meet Pastor Biswas. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but I'm trying. Pastor Biswas was a Christian pastor in northern India. He had been actively preaching Jesus to his Hindu neighbors, and many of them were converted to Christianity. One day, someone knocked on his door and told him several men from the temple were calling for him. He went to the temple, not realizing he was about to face a den of lions in the form of Hindu extremists. When he arrived at the temple, ten Hindus were waiting for him. One of them pointed a revolver at his head. Then the others attacked him. They punched and kicked him, shouting at him for tricking people to change their faith to Christianity. Then one of them shouted, We killed your mentor one year ago. Now it's your turn. Just one year earlier, the pastor who had led him to Christianity had been murdered by unknown assailants, and now it was apparent they were known. Biswas knew he was about to give his life for the gospel, and he was willing to do it. Just then he remembered the Old Testament story of Daniel in the den of lions, and he prayed, God who saved Daniel from the lion's den, save me. Right after he prayed, one of the attackers shouted at the others to stop. The kicks and punches suddenly stopped. His would-be murderer sentenced him to pay a fine and released him. The fine was hefty, but he did not pay with his life. God saved Biswas just as he saved Daniel, because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Good day to you, God's Word for Life listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to God's Word for Life podcast, which is a companion podcast. So if you do have your student guide, you're welcome to follow along with us. We are working on July 11th, 2021, and the lesson title is Faithful at All Times. For this lesson, we are learning from Daniel chapter 6, verses 7 through 16. Verse 7, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or any man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Verse 15, Then these men assembled unto the king, and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is 
that no decree nor statute with the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. The prophet Daniel is one of the most beloved Bible characters, especially in the Old Testament. He was captured and taken to Babylon when Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem in 605 B.C. But Daniel was different. He was wiser than all the other wise men in Babylon. Daniel interpreted two of Nebuchadnezzar's dreams, which really troubled the king. Because of Daniel's wisdom and intelligence, Nebuchadnezzar promoted him. Nebuchadnezzar's three successors, Belshazzar, Darius the Mede, and Cyrus the Persian, also recognized something was different about Daniel. They recognized his ability, his excellent spirit, and they promoted him in their courts. So the setting of our lesson today is the lavish court of King Darius I. Because of their jealousy, King Darius's presidents and princes looked hard for a reason to incriminate Daniel, get him in trouble, remove him from his place of power. Daniel had been elevated in the kingdom because of his wisdom, ability, his integrity. Scripture tells us an excellent spirit was within him, and the king sought to set him over the whole realm, Daniel 6.3. King Darius appointed 120 princes to administer his empire, but above the 120, Darius appointed three presidents, of whom Daniel was first. Daniel was probably around 80 years old at this time, and he had proven faithful to each ruler and God. In his lighthearted online article, Jeffrey Kranz lists 12 facts about Daniel. Point six states this, and I quote, The Bible gives us zero dirt on Daniel. Abraham had his Hagar incident. Moses struck the rock and was banned from Canaan. David committed adultery and murder. And those other two sterling examples of righteousness, Noah and Job? <laughs> Noah got drunk and naked. Even Job repented because of how he spoke about God. But Daniel? We have nothing on Daniel. In fact, when his political opponents tried to get dirt on him, their only option was to make it illegal to obey God, end quote. And that was from OverviewBible.com in 12 Biblical Facts About Daniel. Now, Daniel's story was one of ethnic bias and discrimination. These Medes and Persians did not like the Hebrews. But ethnic bias and discrimination are not unique to our society. It was quite evident in ancient Babylon. The princes of the realm, they didn't like it that Daniel, a Jewish captive, had been elevated above them, and the rumors were circulating around the water cooler that King Darius was about to set Daniel over the entire kingdom. They were jealous of Daniel's influence and power, and they themselves felt mistreated, betrayed, slighted, discounted, wounded, overlooked. So in their mind, somehow, they had to eliminate Daniel. Now, when we think of the Bible stories like this, we think of Daniel as being a great prophet, man of God, but this was Daniel's job. This was his workplace. I want you to think about Daniel's work situation. What was the atmosphere like? Do you think it was fairly tense with Daniel being promoted and everyone else being overlooked? What about you? Have you ever found yourself elevated above your peers? What was that like? Did it feel like you were being congratulated and commended for your work? Or did it feel like you were being targeted because you were elevated when somebody else wasn't? Well, doubtless, Daniel felt targeted. Unfortunately for the princess, Daniel's character and reputation, 
they were impeccable. Nobody could find fault with his lifestyle. There was no vice they could point to and show that King Daniel was unfit for service because of this. Daniel was faithful to God. He was faithful to his king. He lived righteously. He lived honorably. But finally, they devised a plan that would bring Daniel's consistency to account. They went to the king and they appealed to his ego. Daniel 6, 6 and 7, then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, counselors, captains, all have consulted together to establish a royal statute, make a firm decree that whoever asks a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, describes Satan as the accuser of the brethren. Just as the princes entrapped Daniel, fully intending to accuse him of breaking the law, the devil will do everything in his power to entrap us and accuse us. But we can guard against his wily ways by putting on the whole armor of God as described in Ephesians chapter 6. Having our loins girt about with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith where we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We must constantly be on guard against the tactics of Satan. He is devious and subtle. He might even appear as an angel of light. It's important for us to allow the gifts of the Spirit to operate in our lives to help us discern truth from error and the will of God from our own will. The princes decided to trap Daniel by making it illegal to pray to any god but the king for 30 days. And this absolutely appealed to the king's ego. So without even thinking about whom this would harm, he signed the edict into law. And once his law was signed by the king of the Persian Empire, it could not be nullified and it could not be modified. Verse 10 tells us when Daniel knew the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being opened in the chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. That phrase, as he did aforetime, tells us Daniel was a man of prayer. It was something he'd been doing three times a day for a while now. It was more than just a habit. It was part of his spiritual DNA. Daniel didn't just pray because he thought he was in trouble. Daniel prayed because he walked with God. Daniel was fulfilling Paul's command that would come much later in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Now, have you ever thought about what that means, to pray without ceasing? Obviously, God is not telling us to quit our jobs, drop out of school, and just spend 24 hours a day praying. But to pray without ceasing could either mean, one, that we never leave an attitude or atmosphere of prayer that we continually pray, or it could just mean don't stop praying. When you want to walk with God, pray. When you need a word from God, pray. When you need a touch from God, pray. Pray and don't stop praying. The princes were confident Daniel would continue to pray regardless of any law that was passed. That's a great testimony to Daniel. So they went pretty excited to Daniel's apartment in the palace and they found him on his knees and immediately they ran to the king. And here's how they described Daniel. They described Daniel as one of the captivity of Judah. They didn't refer to him as the prime minister or the chief advisor of the king or the president over those princes. No, they just called him a captive from Judah. Hey, one of those POWs, one of those Hebrews, yeah, he's praying to his God. He's not praying to you. 
You can almost hear the sneer in their voice. King Darius, when he knew it was Daniel, he was distraught. He had been duped and he knew it. This was an intentional targeting on Daniel. He desperately tried to devise a plan to have Daniel released, but there was no escape. He signed the law and it could not be nullified and it could not be modified. So he had no choice. He had to follow the law he signed and he had Daniel, his friend, cast into the den of lions. The Bible doesn't tell us what Daniel did in the lion's den, but it would have been an excellent place to pray. <laughs> and because of Daniel's long-standing habit of prayer in his walk with God, most likely Daniel prayed just as before. At this time, maybe even a little more fervently, Daniel was righteous. His reputation before God and men was untarnished. He was resolute in faith and confident completely in God. But he was human. I'm sure Daniel was filled with fear as he came near the lions. But even so, he was faithful. The king spent a sleepless night knowing Daniel was in the lion's den. And he hastened to the den early in the morning and he cried out to Daniel, Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God whom you serve continually, is he able to deliver you from the lions? And the king was so happy to hear Daniel's voice. Daniel replied, My God has sent an angel and shut the lions' mouths. They have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. God did more than just shut the lions' mouths. He changed their nature. Even with their mouths miraculously closed, the lions could have mauled Daniel and killed him. But he was left unhurt. Maybe you've seen some depictions, artists' depictions, of Daniel kneeling in prayer surrounded by several snoozing lions. Whether the lions rested or they paced all through the den, however, that all happened. God miraculously saved Daniel. How do you imagine Daniel spending the night with the lions? Do you see him praying? Do you see him petting the lions? Do you see him using one of the lions as a pillow? I personally believe Daniel prayed and then probably went to sleep. But when Darius woke up that morning, he was enraged. He had been duped. Daniel had to be thrown into the den of lions because he broke the law. But when Daniel was released from the den, King Darius called for Daniel's accusers and all of them, including their families, their wives, their children, they were all thrown into the den of lions. And before they even touched the floor of the lion's den, the lions destroyed them. Isaiah 54 promises us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Daniel's rivals envisioned this horrible ending for Daniel's remarkable life, but instead, they and their families received the same fate they had wished for Daniel. Daniel's life and story are a testimony that God takes care of those who are faithful to him. His miraculous deliverance and dedication to God influenced and changed the entire empire because King Darius wrote that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. In his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Just like God took care of Daniel during a difficult situation, can you think of a situation in your own life where God took care of you? I doubt many of us, or maybe even any of us, have ever been thrown into a den of lions. But certainly, we've had situations where our faith was tested, 
where our commitment to God, our dedication, our trust in God was shaken or tested to see if it would be true and genuine. So think about in your life when that happened to you, how God was there and how he was faithful to you. We're closing here. We're going to internalize the message. It's difficult to know what Daniel thought as he and his friends were being forced to leave Judah and enter Babylon as POWs. I'm sure he was filled with a sense of uncertainty and dread, considering his capturers had just decimated, destroyed the temple, ransacked Jerusalem. But one thing is certain, Daniel purposed in his heart to remain faithful to God, faithful to Jehovah. And by his faithfulness through his life, God honored him and elevated him to a place of prominence and power. And consequently, Daniel influenced the entire world and brought glory to the one true and living God. His life stands as a monument to faithfulness throughout life with its ups and downs. We can honor God and God will honor us. What he did for Daniel, he'll do for us as long as we remain resolute in faith and stand strong throughout the trials of this life. Let's pray about that right now. Let's ask the Lord to help us to remain steadfast and resolute and strong in our faith, no matter what might try to shake it. Lord, I thank you today. You give us faith. Every man is given a measure of faith, the Bible says. I do pray you would help us to remain resolute and stand strong and firm in our faith, to trust you will never fail us, never leave us, nor forsake us. You will be faithful to us even to the end of the world. Help us, Lord, to be faithful, just as Daniel was faithful. Help us to have a, an attitude, a posture, a devotion. Help us, Lord, to be disciplined in our prayer life that we would walk with you every day, just as Daniel did, and we could honor you and even bring a testimony to this world that there is no other God but our God. I ask you, Lord, use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for tuning in to God's Word for Life companion podcast. I hope you've been encouraged and blessed by this lesson. Very soon, we're about to launch a brand new product and line of curriculum called God's Word for Life, and it is beautiful, full color, and the content, the design, all of it, excellent. You'll enjoy growing in your relationship with God, your discipleship through God's Word for Life. If you want to take a look at it, a sneak peek before it is rolled out, you can do so at godswordforlife.faith. Next week, we're going to look at the lesson dated July 18th, 2021, and it is entitled, For Such a Time as This. I'm looking forward to walking through that with you and looking forward to walking through God's Word for Life. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.